You notice that always the adults you have a hard time keeping quiet when you have a room full of kids. You ever notice that? Um, we're going to look at God's Word this morning. I think this is printed in your worship folder. We're going to look at Luke chapter 7. This is verses 36 through 50. And if you would, why don't you stand with me as I read God's Word for us today. Heavenly Father, we ask that right now you would just come into this place. Lord, that you would come into our hearts, that you would open them, that you would allow us to, to hear you, to see you, to know you, and to love you. We pray, Jesus, that you would bless our time together. We thank you so much for all that you've done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Luke chapter 7, verses 36. I think it's too loud in the chapel, guys. Um, this is Luke chapter 7, 36 through 50. One of the Pharisees asked him, that's Jesus, to eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at table, or the table, And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table at the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisees who had had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, He would have known who and what sort of woman this is who's touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus, answering, said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one I suppose for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she's not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is God's inspired word for us this morning, so please be seated. Now, our passage this morning is going to bring us into the home of Simon. And this is not a Simon Peter, one of the disciples. This is Simon, the Pharisee, who was this highly, highly educated religious authority. Now, if you have a chance later, you can go ahead and read the rest of Luke chapter 7. But but it kind of says this, is that, you know, John the Baptist, you might have heard of this guy, was, was another prophet of God. And he had been telling people that Jesus was going to be the Messiah. And John is in jail. And he sent his disciples over to ask Jesus. He said, hey, are you the one that we're expecting or, or should we look for someone else? Right? And, and Jesus said, no, I'm, I'm the one. And so Simon, kind of like John the Baptist, he's, he's kind of curious about who it is that this Jesus is. You know, Jesus had been going around performing miracles and he'd been teaching and, and healing people and just kind of causing a big, a big ruckus, really. Kind of a big commotion in this area. And so Simon, 
he, he just wants to figure out who is Jesus, who is his real identity. So just like you would do if you had some sort of out-of-town visitor maybe show up on your doorstep, uh, he invites him in to dinner at his home to kind of get to know him, to, to, figure, to feel him out, and sort of just give him a customary, good old-fashioned uh, Galilean welcome. Right? It's not quite the same as Southern hospitality, um, but, but similar to that. So there's Jesus, and he's, he's at dinner, and he's reclining at the table. And what this means, and everybody can see me, right? So in, in their time, they had these very low couches. And so when they would eat dinner, they would get down on their, on their knees like this on the couch. Can everybody see? And their, their head would be out here. The table would be out in front of them, and, and their feet would be back behind. And do you know why they did that, Liv? Do you know why their feet were back behind them when they're eating? What do you think the feet were if you're walking around on a dirty road? Dirty, right? You know, they didn't want their feet to be, you know, they couldn't sit, um, what do we call it now? Crisscross applesauce. They couldn't sit like this. That's, your feet are too close to your food. Have you ever dropped food on your feet before? Um, you know, those, those tables that have like the, um, the holes in them, you just, everything falls in your lap. Okay, um, you know, they, they, you couldn't eat like that. So they would sit with the, actually kind of recline with their feet behind them. And that's how the people would eat. And so this woman comes up behind Jesus and she's crying. Okay, she's, she's weeping and, and her, her tears are so uncontrollable that she actually starts to get Jesus' feet wet with her tears. And she doesn't have anything else to wipe them with. So she lets down her hair and she wipes Jesus' feet with her hair. Now, what do you think, kids? Is this something normal or not normal? Not normal, normal, right, yeah. It's not normal for us today. It was definitely not normal for Jesus' day as well. This was an atypical thing, right? This is not something that happened every day. This woman who sort of invited herself in, and here was the problem, is that she didn't really know anybody in the room, but they all knew who she was. See, she had this reputation of being just a very public and bad sinner. Has, you know, hopefully this doesn't apply to any of you guys, but sometimes you kind of get a reputation that precedes you, and people kind of know in their minds, you know, you, you, oh man, it's, it's that guy. I've, I've never met him before. It's that girl. I've, I've heard a lot of things about her. And that's what happens here is that she's got this reputation of being a very, very naughty person. That's, that's kind of the, the PG way to put that. Maybe, the, maybe a little bit stronger than that is, is what really happened. And so Simon is now thinking about Jesus. Well, I heard that he's this prophet, right? But, but if he's really a prophet of God, why is he letting this woman do that to him? Why did he even let, why did he even let her you know, approach him, let alone now she's, she's, she's crying at his feet and she's kissing them and she's wiping them with her hair and she's pouring ointment on him? This is embarrassing, Jesus. Like It's embarrassing the fact that you would even let her come and talk to you, let alone touch you in this way. And so, so Simon is just thinking that in his mind. right? And one of the things that we learned at Vacation Bible School this week is that God... What? What's the first thing? God God knows you. Right? God knows you. That means that God knows you. He knows everything about you. So did Jesus know who this woman was before she showed up? You bet she you bet he did, right? You bet he did. He knew exactly who she was. And not only did Jesus know this woman, but he also knew Simon. Right? He knew Simon. He, he could hear the things that he was thinking. Have you ever thought something in your mind and then someone else answered the question out loud? Right? It, it doesn't happen to us very often. And if it does, like, it's kind of spooky. 
And you're kind of thinking something, all of a sudden someone just says the answer, like, wait, how did you know that? Well, Jesus knew Simon. He knew what Simon was thinking. He knew the ways that Simon had thought about this woman. He knew the questions that he was asking, that, that who is this woman, Jesus, and why are, you letting him, why are you letting her come up to you like that? So Jesus responds to Simon by telling him a story. This is a little parable, a really brief little parable. In this parable, we have two people that owe some money. Now, a denarius in this day was how much money one person would make for working an entire day. So one denarius equals how many days work? One denarius equals one day's work. So 50 denarius would equal, this is really easy math, 50 days work. Kids, you got to help your parents. Okay, 50 days work. 50 days. How many days are in a month? 30, 31, 29, sometimes 28, right? So sometimes, uh, all the time, this is over a month's worth of work, 50 denarius. There's, there's a man that owed some money, and one of him owed over a month. That's like a month and a half, 50 days, roughly. That's how much money he owed. Now, there's another man who owes 500 denarii. And how many days' worth of work is it for 500 denarii? 500, great, you guys are, are catching on fast. Okay, 500, and 500 is more than one what? Year. Okay, this is like a year in, in four or five months, if my math is correct. So you've got one guy that owes about a month and a half's worth work. Like all of their salary for a month and a half, they owe a debt. Is that a lot of money to owe? That's a lot of money to owe. Okay, if I had to work for a month and a half just to have enough money to pay you back, that means that I owe you too much money, probably. Okay, now there's another man that owes over a year's worth of work. And if I have to work over a year just to make the money that I owe you to pay you back, that's a lot more money, isn't it? You know, a year and a half versus a month and a half. And so he says that there's this, the the man who actually is owed the money forgives both of them. He says, okay, you owe 50, and you owe 500, but you're both forgiven. Now, who is going to be more grateful? And this isn't really a trick question, is it? You know, is it the one that owes the 50 or the one that owes the 500? The one that owes the 500, exactly right, exactly right. Why is he going to appreciate that more? It's because he understands that he's been given a great gift of forgiveness. And so Jesus is talking to Simon here, and he's not really talking about money, is he? Okay, Jesus is really talking about what it's like to be a sinner. And really what he's saying is that there are some some 50 sinners, and there's some 500 sinners, and this woman is like a 500 sinner. Okay, and that she came to Jesus, and she had been forgiven, and she is so grateful that she can't stop herself from crying and weeping. And these are not sad tears. Okay, this is not somebody ran over your dog, okay? This is that somebody forgave your debt, that someone knocked on your door and said, hey, guess what, I paid off your mortgage, right? That someone said, I canceled your medical bills, I paid off your student loans. Okay, this is a massive, massive repayment. And Jesus says, hey, if you've been forgiven like that, you're gonna love a whole lot the person that forgave you, Right? Jesus knew that she was a 500 sinner, and she knew it also. 
right? She knew it. Everybody, and she didn't even need to be reminded, but she was reminded all the time. Everywhere she looked, everybody was reminding her the way that they looked at her, the way that they talked about her behind her back. They knew, and she knew, and everybody knew that she's a 500 sinner. See, Jesus knew the reputation that she had. And he saw the way that Simon had looked at her. And he knew that because of her sin, his heart was going to go out to her because she was in a really hard and desperate place. And here's, here's kind of the, the whole idea of the Bible, right, is that God sees us in our desperate places and his heart goes out to us. You can think of it this way. When we are at our best, God, when we're at our worst, God is at his best. Now, a couple weeks ago, we, our girls were out at camp at, at, uh, out on Lake Gunnersville. And we got a call late in the week, it was early one morning, that, that one of our daughters had been in, had been in sort of an accident with the, involving a powerboat and tubing, and she was very, potentially very hurt. She might have had a broken leg, and, and we didn't know what was going on. And so all I knew was I had to get to her as fast as I could. Right? And so I hopped in my van, and I, I kind of ignored all those signs on the side of the road that have those little numbers on them to tell you how fast you should be going. Okay, I made that 38.4 mile trip out to, out to the lake, probably the fastest that anyone has ever done it in a, Honda, in a Toyota Sienna, okay? All I knew was that she needed me. I, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if it was her fault, although it probably was, right? Okay? And, and in that moment, it didn't even matter because I knew that she was hurt and she needed her dad. Okay, that's what God is like with us. This is what Jesus is like with this woman. He looks at her and sees that she is a woman that's hurting and broken and she needs help. Now, is it her fault? Yeah, probably. In fact, uh, very likely. You know, is it, but but is is she going to be able to fix this on her own? There's no possible way. And and here's the the other secret of this, and, and this is what Jesus kind of eventually is really getting at, is that there's no such thing as a 50 center. Okay, the, the, in the reality, there's, there's people that we're all sinners, right? Some of us are, are 500 sinners and we know it. Okay, and some of us are 500 sinners and we think we're 50 sinners, right? That, that some of us just have a very high opinion of ourselves, and we love to look at other people and think, man, I'm glad I'm not that person. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not her. I'm glad I'm not him. I'm glad I don't need God the way that they do. I'm, I'm glad that, that I, I just don't need that thing I don't need to be as forgiven quite as much. You know, because if you're a 50 sinner, eventually maybe you can actually pay that one off. You know, after about a year, maybe if you do a bunch of really, really good things, and you try really hard, you know, and you try not to put any more in the, in the, in the negative side of the ledger, maybe eventually, one day, someday, you can actually pay that debt off. But if you're a 500 sinner, you know, there's no chance. You could work your whole lifetime and you're never going to be able to pay, repay that debt. And that's the truth. That's, 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 the, that's the gospel. The truth is that all of us are 500 sinners. The, the truth is, though, that some of us don't realize that. Okay, some of us don't realize how much we need Jesus. We all owe a huge debt to him. We're all broken. We, we are all very desperate and needy people, right? Every single one of us. If, if you don't think that you are, I'm, I'm sure you could talk to some people in your life and they'll tell you how broken you are. Okay, if you're married, talk to your spouse. If you're a parent, talk to your children. Okay, they will let you know how desperately you need Jesus. 
See, I bring nothing to God's table except for my sin, and he knows me, and that means that he knows everything about me. That means he knows my past. That means he knows my present. That means he knows my future, and that that when God offers forgiveness through Jesus, he offers to forgive our past. He offers to forgive our present, and he offers to forgive our future. See, he knows us all the way, which means that he can forgive us all the way. The Bible says that God actually knows the secrets of the heart. That everything, all of mankind is, is laid bare before him. That nothing is hidden and he sees everything. And yet, he loves us. Isn't that amazing? He knows everything about you. He knows all 500 of your sins. In fact, it's way more than that, right? It's not really a 500 center. There's, there's no, we're like infinity centers. Okay, God knows everything about us. He knows our desperation. He knows that the situations that we have put ourselves into call for a Savior, and that that's not us. See, and, and, and I'm treasured not because of what I've done for God, but only because of what God did for me. God's love is based only on himself, which is, is sort of amazing. The Bible says that he draws us to himself and he showers us with immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness through Jesus, which means that he actually turns us into his treasure. Okay, the woman was not forgiven because of her many tears. She wasn't forgiven because she came and made such a fool of herself, right? She wasn't wasn't forgiven because she brought that expensive ointment and put it on Jesus' feet, but she did all of those things because she already knew that Jesus had forgiven her. See, Jesus and and she actually had a, a back history, you know, she had met him before. We're not sure exactly when. I don't know if, if, if she was healed by Jesus or if she just heard his teaching. Maybe she just ran into him somewhere and he treated her differently than everybody else. But the truth is that she already knew before she came to that place that Jesus had forgiven her. And she loved him big because she had been loved big by Jesus. See, she wasn't defined anymore by her failure. She wasn't defined by her reputation and her, her, the public perception of her. But she was now defined by her heavenly father whose heart so went out for her. That he sent his only son to bring forgiveness and life and reconciliation through himself. And and so now she is going to be who he says she is. Right? She's not that same woman that she was before and she's not who everyone thinks that she is. But she is the treasure of Jesus. Imagine that. The 500 sinner is actually the treasure. See, that's the same for us. We are not defined by our failure. We're not defined by our past. We're not defined by our sins. We are defined by our Father who knows us and who loves us, who saw us in our distress, and he actually sent the sinless son to save us, to bring us into his family as his adopted children, his sons and daughters of the king. See, the the love of Jesus is not just for us here. It's not just for the kids of this vacation Bible school. The love of Jesus is for everyone who comes to him. See, if if you and I, if if we, a bunch of 500 sinners, can be forgiven, that means that anybody can be forgiven, right? If God can know me and know all of me and everything about me and he can forgive me, that means that he can forgive everyone who comes to him. Again, the theme of, of this week was treasured, and you might be wondering, you know, I'm not anybody's treasure, Right, Or you might be thinking, well, how, how presumptuous you are to say that, that these group of people are, are the treasure of God. Well, this is, 
This is what the Bible says. Let's close with this. This is that, that God so loved the world. God so treasured the world that he gave his only son. That son who was God actually became a man just like us. And he ate and drank and slept and laughed and had friends just like we did. And he went to parties just like we do. And he knew suffering and pain just like we know them. He knew rejection and temptation just like us. And he even died just like all of us will die someday. But the great news is that his death was not the end of the story. It was really just the end of the beginning. See, three days later, Jesus rose again, which proved that he was who he had said he was, which means that that second half of that John 3.16 is also true, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life in him. Won't you pray with me? Father, we thank you that, that we, 500 sinners, can come to you. Lord, that we can know you that we can experience the love that you have for us despite everything that we've done wrong. Lord, that in the midst of our brokenness, you came for us to rescue us. Lord, open our eyes to see that today. Lord, open our minds that we could know what it means to know you and to love you. Father, thank you for the ways that you love us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.